Alrighty, welcome back to Minna Fandom. I'm Menas, of course. I'm joined with a special guest, the beautiful Lauren. Lauren, welcome back to Minna Fandom. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's always so good to talk to you. Um, luckily for you, we're doing this with no video, so I'm not leering at you at the same time. But um, for, for the listeners out there, you know, I'm recording this episode of Minna Fandom in my car. I'm at Two Bad Eggs. I'm in the car park. So if you hear a bit of like cars driving by, you'll know why um, I haven't been kicked out of my house. But that's how dedicated I am. Lauren, I wish you were in the car with me. Oh, well, that, that's lovely to hear. Um, sure. Likewise. Yes. And, and, and might I say um, there was a lot of photos of you from, you know, the trivia night. And as usual, you looked amazing. So I know you were stressing out a bit, but it was another knockout outfit. Well, thank you. I try to, you know, always show up looking um, to represent the, the Minute fans because sometimes, you know, people aren't always so nice about how we look as a group. So just try to do my part and look my best. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like you and the other middle ladies stand out from all the other old fat men a lot. So <laughs> it is a big point of difference. Um, but look, let's start with the middle ladies because they've been um, caught up in some controversy. Um, so on the latest KMS show, the Friday show, Kirk um, called out the middle ladies for not defending him when Kelly Keegs put out a tweet insinuating that um, – the, all the ladies were on board with her in the toilets. Um, and so all the ladies were supporting Kelly in the toilets. Now, uh, firstly, just before, I mean, it sounds like bullshit what Kelly said. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't follow Kelly on Twitter because I, I don't care about The Bachelor or Harry Potter, so I would have no reason to follow her. Um, I didn't really understand if she was saying she was speaking to the fans because I don't see where there would have been a time where she would have been able to talk to anybody because every, all of the, you know, air quote talent was backstage. So it, it seems to be a little bit misleading what, what she was saying. I didn't jump on to that tweet and I, yeah, I probably should have, but you know, Hopefully the fact that I went and, you know, did my best to, to show up and support the show that way can offset me missing out on, on a little Twitter battle. Yeah. Well, you, you put out a, a pretty, um, I would say snarky tweet for you, Lauren. You said replying to beyond average Mick, that loser who um, said you got a bit of heat in the <laughs> KMS show. You wrote, yep. Took a vacation day from work five hours of driving into the city, which scares me, got home at 1am, dropped the ball on the tweets, hand up, no excuse. Um, it sounds like you're a little bit annoyed at, at Kirk for maybe not appreciating the effort uh, the men ladies go to. Uh, well, I, honestly, I was, I was just kind of trying to be cute. So um, it worked. hopefully, Very cute. hopefully it's, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Hopefully one thing offsets the other, I guess was just the point that I was trying to make. So yeah, it, I was, mean, it was a great afternoon slash evening though. So. But we'll get into that, but I, I guess, you know, Kirk is all about loyalty and look, I think this, this time maybe he was a bit misguided in throwing shade on the loyal middle ladies, but you know, it just shows, you know, Kirk is, he's got a big heart and, um, you know, sometimes that comes out in ways that maybe, um, you know, aren't that, that pretty to, to listen to. 
Well, yeah. And you know, he is sharp. He does not miss a thing. And are you even really a true minifan until you get dragged a little bit by him? Isn't that kind of what we all want mm. in our own, you know, kind of I like how you owned it. odd I mean, way? Yeah. I like how you owned it. You were like, you know, maybe the middle lady should have fucking gone into Kelly. Um, you know, fuck this, like, you know, girls sticking together. It's a middle lady's versus Keats. Yeah, you know, it might it might have to be if, if uh, comments like that keep coming. So I will do better at uh, watching out. I've, I've chirped at her a little bit before, so um, I'll definitely make sure if it happens again to uh, to jump in there. I mean, she's the antithesis of what the middle ladies represent. She's fake. She's a wanker, you know, full of bullshit. But, you know, the middle ladies are genuine, you know, good people, feet on the ground. You know, I can see why Kelly would rub the middle ladies up the wrong way. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, I don't really know a lot about her, but, um, yeah, it's pro- it's probably really not not my style. So, you know, to each their own, though. So she's she's doing her thing. Like Kirk said, though, you know, if, as long as people are kind of fun and playful with things, that that's more where I prefer to lean in, so to speak, just because, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be a little less uh, hate driven than some other people, but that's yeah. okay. Well, Kelly's not fun. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to recap the day. So for those listening, um, we're going to recap the day. Then we've got some great listener questions to get through and that will be Minna fandom for today. Um, tight schedule. Um, but, but, but how did the day start for you on, you know, before, the KMS live show at the Cheeky Monkey. Did the Minna ladies get together and do their usual lingerie party? What was the theme? Oh, well, I mean, of course. Um, so it took me, I, I met, I met over at Allison's house because I don't, I don't like the city. So I was like, Oh, Allison, can I meet you at your house? We'll drive into the city together or you'll drive me into the city. Cause I'm a baby. So it took me about two hours to get to her house. And yeah, and then we did, you know, our little fashion show and got ready for about an hour. And then we got to the cheeky monkey right at five when they said to get there. So, you know, all systems ago, we showed up and uh, there was a, there was a great crowd there. I was, I was impressed for, you know, a random Tuesday to uh, how many people showed up. It was, uh, it was a good crowd. It was very loud. And yeah, um, what, I was, what sort of people were there? The usual suspects? Yeah, you know, I, I laugh because, you know, I, um, you kind of, I walk through like a sea of, you know, 30-ish year old men in navy blue sweatshirts. It's just, it's, and there's a lot of people that I see and, you know, this is, this is a me thing. Like, I'm like, oh, I know I met this person before. I forget their name and I, you know, I feel like, I feel like an asshole. So yeah, a lot of familiar faces, faces of people that, you know. I haven't talked to you before, but I've seen him at events. You always kind of give a little wave and a smile. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to socialize at this because um, the show was on and, you know, everyone's pretty much watching that. Well, so Kirk was referring to a very drunk person. Was that Tim Ridgels or was it someone else? <laughs> it was not Tim Rid- I did see him there, but no, it was not. And, uh, again, I'm going to feel bad because I don't know this person's name, but I, I believe he ha- is a notoriously uh, fun guy when it comes to the booze. I think he's been at another show uh, having had a couple of drinks. 
So, and I, I don't know what his, his name is. So I apologize for not being able to give the good gossip, but, um, and he like, he was drunk at like five fifteen, So he must've been going hard throughout <laughs> the day or, or have a low tolerance. I don't know, but it did not take long. And how messy was he? Oh, like, I, I was kind of watching out of the corner of my eye that like, I'm like, he just might just fall over, you know, just randomly at, at, at any point now. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, he, he was having a good time. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Good for him. I'm sure Tim wasn't <laughs> far behind him. Um, Tim can mask it though until he like almost falls off the balcony. Yeah, that's that's true, and um, you know, is it is it even a show until these things are happening? Come on, we're we're yeah. here to uh, we're here yeah. as spectators for for all things that are going on. <laughs> that's it. So, um, so you get to the cheeky monkey. There's a big crowd. So the show starts. Was the audio as bad as everyone said? Okay, let me tell you because I, of course, uh, we were all standing around the the table that they were. were recording at and of course I pushed my way right to the front because I like to stand in the front I was maybe five feet away from that table and I didn't hear a single word that they said so when I, I went back and of course I listened when the audio dropped on the podcast and I was actually impressed with how good it sounded because I couldn't hear anything when I was when I was in the bar wow um uh, I mean it, I'll give I don't want to pile on to call name because you know, I, I use the same sort of um, equipment that he uses and, um, you know, you can re- – you, the recordings can turn out really well, but if the sort of output's not right, then um, it can be hard to hear. So uh, I, I guess, you know, if, uh, it's hard when you go to a venue for the first time. Like, were there speakers there? Like, what was happening? Like, did you see any speakers? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this stuff is all way over my head, but as far as I know, they had just had like microphones. Yeah, so right. when, when it started out that Kirk was getting mad at Dave, it was because I believe Portnoy was speaking into the microphone and it wasn't picking anything up. No one could hear anything. So that's where people were getting angry. And of course, you know, everyone kind of enjoys giving him some shit. So that's how it started. Yeah, I guess, I mean, my question is, you know, did Dave go to the venue beforehand and and do a sound check and make sure everything works? Um, But even then, sometimes, you know, you can do that and you turn up on the day and stuff's changed or when there's more people there, the acoustics change. Um, But, I mean, that's a massive fail if you do a live show and the audience can't (laughs) hear anything. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't walk in there and look around for any speakers. So I'm sorry. I'm not a good, you know, reporter on such things, but it, it, I was just impressed that it even came out as good as it did on the audio. So I guess there's that. Yeah. And, and it was a free show. Um, but right. But just, I guess, um, I guess was, something goes wrong at every live show and, you know, it's, usually the producer's fault. So I guess we should have expected it, but I'm surprised that nobody there could hear it. And actually I I heard towards sort of once the show got going after about 20 minutes, a lot of people just started talking in the audience because I mean, if you can't hear what Kirk and Portnoy are saying, you obviously you're just going to start to have a good time and drinking again. 
Yeah, and it becomes a little bit of a, a snowball effect where, oh, well, we can't hear because we're talking or can we not hear because of the audio? Who really knows? But, you know, that atmosphere is always going to um, create a little bit of a conundrum. So mm. that's um, what happened. Yeah, and I, I just um, – I'm going to defend Dave Cullinane here. So for those that think oh. – um, Red, if you're listening, who thinks this well, show's the too- time stamp down. Yeah, write this down. Um, I actually don't blame Cullinane for not reaching out to Dave Portnoy, Portnoy to confirm the live appearance because my understanding of the relationship between Cullinane and Kirk, if Kirk says to Carl, I've organised Whitney or I've organised Portnoy or whoever, I don't think uh, Cullinane then has to go and, you know, send Portnoy more information. So I'm actually going to give Cullinane a pass for that. I actually think that showed how little Portnoy really knows the way sort of Kirk works. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to to agree with you to the point, like, I know, like, my personality is I never like to bother people, and Portnoy would strike me as someone who I would never want to bother, even though, of course, as a producer, you could argue that that might be his job. But I, like, for Cullinane, I'd be more apt to like ask Kirk, Hey, have we been in contact with Dave or do we need to be just to make sure everything's um, a go the whole, the whole show, the whole cheeky monkey show seemed to be just so on a whim and like, we're just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our pants here. So if you think of it that way, I thought, I thought it was a success. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, well, it sounds like I had a great time. Uh, it sounds like a lot of people showed up. So, uh, yeah, I'm just jealous I couldn't be there. I mean, the FOMO from, you know, the thought of like, you know, a live show with, you know, Portnoy and fucking Rico and Kirk and then into a live dozen. I mean, that to me is heaven. You know, these they, these sort of nights uh, make me consider, you know, moving away from one of the greatest countries on earth to, you know, northeast of the USA just so I can go to events like this with you. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. I get to go to almost all of them, so I can't even put the shoe on the other foot and imagine what it would be like kind of just updating my Twitter and like, oh, what's everybody doing and feeling left out. So I'm mm. sure. And now that you've experienced it and you know, like, you, you probably have a pretty good idea of what that atmosphere was like, even though you weren't there. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sorry, I treasure the memories I made in Summer Lauren, but I also know, you know, if I come back again, it won't be the same. Everyone's met me already. It'll be like, oh, here's Menace again. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I think you had some some celebrity value about going for sure. Yeah. And I know for me, like, it, it gets better each event that I go to. And that's probably just because I'm, I'm very shy and, you know, I have a hard time talking to people, but you know, the, the more I'm around them, the easier it is. So, you know, I smile and wave and, you know, I'm, I, I stick out pretty much in the crowd just cause I'm like, Oh, what's the, the short, the little short lady. So You're short and people, hot. Um, stick out. <laughs> oh, well, no. <laughs> so yeah, just, I, I have a pretty, it's pretty easy for me socially when I go to them now where good, it good. used to be a little tougher. Yeah. I, I saw um, a lot of, I saw you take selfies with Dave Portnoy. What was that like? Um, it was, a, it was a little intense. He was very serious, you know, like, okay, I'll stand here. I'll take my picture. I thought I asked him, um, I said, you know, oh, I was really, I was really hoping to meet Clem. He was really the only bar, other 
Barstool personality that I wanted to meet. So, um, but he didn't seem amused by my, my little joke. So yeah, picture. <laughs> and there we go. I and never stand that- around and talk to them ever. Like Kirk, when what I was get a break picture, Kirk, very nice. Um, he looks better in person than he does on camera. I'll, I'll give him a little credit. Um, not really saying he's a good looking guy, but better he you know he has a little uh a little aura about him that that makes him very likable in person he's got a cute dumb face <laughs> that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah just, just kind of i don't know he, he looks happy which is strange because his persona is is so intense but um mm. he almost looks like a guy who couldn't get mad yeah, and did he sort of, um, it seemed like he really loved being with the Minifans. Did he soak it all up? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, it's a, It was a very, very pro-Rico crowd. So, I mean, he'd be he'd be silly not to. Yeah, and, pe- and, and people think that I'm, you know, anti-Rico. I'm, I'm not anti-Rico at all. I think he's funny. I, I just was anti him calling 10 times a show. Um so that's all. Uh, he comes across as a funny guy. And I actually do listen to Barstool Pick'em now. Just to, I only listen to like the little bits where Rico, well, where Dan and Portnoy are just counselling Rico. Like that is very amusing. Oh, well, I mean, I don't listen to it, so I don't know really what you're okay. talking about. But um... <laughs> Listen to it. Barstool Pick'em. Okay. And you like football as well. It would be good for your fantasy I, football I team. Love, I love football. So, okay. I didn't even know that podcast existed so maybe i'll add it into the rotation it's funny because i forward through the football bits um look uh, (laughs) well anything else from the cheeky monkey you want to tell me about any any gossip you know i saw kevin was kevin from bristol there you know trying to finger allison again like what was going on uh i mean i didn't i didn't witness anything like that so um i i think everyone was uh is is safe uh yeah, Kevin was there. Always good to see him. And uh, yeah, Mama Kay. We kind of all stood up at the at the front together. So great. You know, a lot of familiar faces. Nice. Did Kevin but, and yeah. Kirk have any interaction? Oh no, I think I think Kevin knows to uh to hang back. So he uh he knows he knows his place. Good, good. And so, Cheeky Monkey, head across to the dozen where at the House of Blues. Is that right? That, yeah. I mean, see, when we went to the Wilbur, and I was told the the bar that the pre-show was at was close to the Wilbur, and it ended up being like a mile and a half. I said, I said, this time I need to know that it's actually close because my feet were in bad shape after. So yes, this was actually next door. It was, you know, 800 feet or whatever. So it was, yeah, a quick walk over, um, get right in. I'd never been, I'd never been here before. So it was a very nice venue. Great. It looked good. Um, apparently again, sound issues. No one could hear. Is that right? Or no, no, the audience could hear fine. It's, it sounds to me when Kirk was talking about it, that he, couldn't hear things i don't really know i don't know how all the sound works up on the stage i know jeff the host had said the same thing he's like i can't hear anything but as far as the sound going out into the audience clear as a bell absolutely no problems 
And um, so Kelly's team, well, they played first, I think, and um, she got a big boo. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they did big intros for everyone. It was it was well produced. They had some, you know, intro music and little video clips of people. And yeah, you could feel the audience, you know, the energy would would rise and fall depending on who was speaking, whose turn it was, etc. So uh, Kirk definitely had a, a home court advantage for this. Mm, I mean, I love the pump up, you know, when Kirk came on and he did his song and apparently, I mean, Dave Portnoy was saying he did like a a Heil, um, I'm not even going to say the word, but he did. Anyway, Kirk, Portnoy was insinuating Kirk had some tendencies with um, Germany in the 1930s. Um, is that true? Uh, not, not that I saw. I mean... I think it maybe thought I was. People joking. always love to make those kind of analogies when they want to just really uh, accentuate how crazy people are. So you know, it sounds like a stretch. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the <laughs> pump up was great. You know, Rico got a huge ovation. Uh, you know, they almost forgot about Big Ev. Kirk did the whole thing, and you know, so up until this point, it had been a stellar night for KMS for the Minna fans, for Kirk. I mean, this was an all-time great day. The case dropped. I mean, we're talking, you know, 10 out of 10 so far. And then Kirk and his team put in a pathetic dozen performance. How they lost that game, I'm still staggered. Yeah, I mean, I try to answer the questions as as I go, and I'm like zero for 200. I don't get any of them right, so I'm not here to, you know, judge anyone's performance. I was expecting better for those really random sports questions. I thought we had two sports guys on the on the team, and they didn't they didn't seem to know anything. Um, Yeah, it was it was good in that it was a close. It was a close match. Actually, they all were, if I recall. So, um, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch live, but it was, yeah, it was a real bummer that they didn't make it out of that round. Yeah, and it was like Kirk, you know, got half the answers and then Rico and Ev barely got another thing right. I mean, it, it was, it was. Um, I thought the questions that were thrown at Team Minahan may have been slightly harder than the ones thrown at Dave. And I guess Dave is El Presidente. So if you're, um, you know, Jeff D'Lo, you're going to look after Portnoy before you're going to look after Kirk. Yeah, and I think the the confusing question was that bonus one where you have to fill in the the chart with, like, the top 20 of, of something. And that question was very vague. So I see where they, you would struggle with it, you know, in live time. So, um, and I think that one's worth like extra points or so. I, you know what, to be honest, I don't really know how any of it works, but. Um, yeah, I don't watch normally. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I only watch when Kirk's on, so. I didn't even, I didn't even watch when Kirk's on the dozen anymore. I find it, I'm not a, I'm not a trivia guy, but I watched this one because it was, you know, a sort of a mini fan event. An so, event, yeah, sure. So, so, so Kirk uh, bundled out in the first round. Yeah, I can imagine how wounded his ego was, losing to Portnoy, losing in front of the mini fans, losing after saying, you know, that they, they, they have to win this. It's a, it's a home game. Um, you know, firstly, what was the atmosphere like in the room? I mean, did Minna fans just start piling out the door? Was the, was the oxygen sucked out of the room? 
Um, I would say yes. And that is for two reasons. One, because, you know, the home team lost. But this night, it it was a much longer event than I was expecting. Like, the doors opened at 630. And I don't think the first match started until like 745. So I'm just sitting in my seat kind of waiting. And I sat by myself with strangers so that was a long wait then the first match happened then they took a 10 minute break so I'm looking at the time I thought this was going to be like an hour an hour and a half total but it went on a lot longer and I think the audience got tired as the night went on and of course the loss on top of it and yeah I mean Kirk's body language as he was leaving that stage, it was like, you almost want to look down like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in trouble, even though, you know, you know, you didn't do anything. Um, well, I mean, firstly, dagger in the heart to think of you sitting alone at that event with strangers. <laughs> um, anyway, um, what, what about, um, so yeah, Kirk was visibly shattered. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he does, he does tense and awkward better than anyone else and we enjoy it. So I'm sure his walk out to the car and I, didn't he say like he saw Bill from Milton's on his way out the door and I'm sure anyone who just even looked at him knew like, okay, this might not be the right time to like small talk. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully no one even attempted it because yeah, sometimes you just have to know when to, uh, when to put your head down and and keep walking. Yeah, well, I have a lot of sympathy for Kirk. Massive day, the case, live show, trivia, all the pressure was on him, which is not fair. Um, I thought the questions were harder. But, but in the end, unfortunately, Kirk's getting this reputation with trivia of actually um, choking on the big stage when the lights are the brightest. He performs at his worst and his team performs at his worst. So hopefully he can turn that trend around as this shitty tournament concludes. I agree. And I think if it was a one-on-one, he would, um, he would actually do really well. Sometimes, you know, like I, I don't like at my job, I like to work independently because I don't like to depend on other people. So I could see Kirk um, having the same kind of personality where it's like, just, just let me do my thing, you know? Great. Now, any more notes on the night? We've got a lot of listener questions to get to, but anything you want to throw in there, um, you know, was, was anyone passed out when you were leaving? Was anyone arrested? Uh, any, anything oh, well, I, I might have missed? Well, I, see, I didn't watch it on YouTube, obviously, because I was, I was there. So I know that, like, the Barstool, like, camera guys, where they were going up and down the aisles, like, getting audience clips so I don't know if any of that made it on the YouTube show at all just because it was such a quick turnaround maybe that was just they just you know were displaying the stage but a person three seats over from me was sound asleep for the last two rounds and the the Barstool camera guys came over and they like zoned in on him and he kept like wobbling back and forth I thought he was gonna fall on the ground so um, hopefully that makes it in some form of video because that was actually very funny. Was that Dava from Hull? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wish Dava was there. I would have had a buddy to sit with, but um, no, it was not him. <laughs> oh God, I wish I could have taken you, Lauren. I really do. Um, oh, it's okay. No, I really do wish I could have. Anyway, let's get into the listener questions. Uh, first All question right. from Ted Sarandis. Assuming Red is still out, 
what do you think of this guest host rotation for Minna Fandom? Now go um to go one at a time. Dava from Hull. Uh, he's in the he's in the semi-regular rotation. He's not quite enough of a KMS obsessive for this show. What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, you know that I, I love Daver and I actually think he has a really good voice and a really good mm. way of speaking. So maybe you can pull him back in if you can get him on occasionally. He seems to be, as far as I know, I don't think he's doing anything uh, podcast related right now. So I think that's a great suggestion. I know he kind of goes up and down with KMS. Hopefully, um, hopefully he comes back around. So it's a good suggestion for sure. Good suggestion, Ted. Dave has started like eight podcasts, but they're all dead in the water now. <laughs> um, Mayo, Ted, we've been through this. Mayo will only come on once every three months, which, which as we know, is much better for Mayo because the more he talks, the more likely he's going to say something that is going to mean Kirk will wish cancer on him. So I think we've found the right sweet spot for Mayo. And I absolutely agree with that because... I like, I like Mayo, as people know, so um, if that's an unpopular opinion, so be it. But um, once every three months, get them on, book that, put it in writing. Get that mole face guy on. Um, <laughs> beyond Average Mick, um, well, he's in the rotation, but you know, he's very unreliable. He's, he's um, you know, all loved up with this chick. He's, yeah, I mean, again, he's someone who maybe not quite obsessed enough with KMS, um, you know, says he's going to do a lot and doesn't. I know you like Mick. Yeah, I like I like Mick. Um, should he be on here? It, it's it's hard to say. Um, does does he show interest in coming on? Uh, sort of. Um, he just yeah. Uh, that, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just, with you on the. <laughs> he's not quite into it. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Maybe you know, in a in a pinch, you know, every so often. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. That one's a hard hard to say for me. And then Bobby Fitz will know. I mean, Bobby Fitz is a loose cannon. He's got these wild hot takes. He's certainly someone to just get on occasionally. But I couldn't do like an hour and a half show with Bobby. No, probably not. And um, yeah, he's probably a good one. Like, like he did last time. Have him on with somebody else is kind of like that third you know, comment guy every so often. So probably better than a, a you know, rotation permanent co-host type. Absolutely. I agree. And I, I like him too. I like so. him too. Now, Ted's put you on the list. And of course, you're part of the rotation. We, we try and catch up regularly. Uh, I'm not afraid to have females on the show, unlike Kirk. Um, yeah, and I, I think we're in a pretty good spot. We catch up, you know, probably every couple of months. I'm in a fandom, have a half an hour-ish chat, and it always goes well. Yeah, yeah I don't think I could say like, oh, yeah, put me on here once a month just because I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm that interesting. So, yeah, less is more, but I'm happy to, happy to jump on if needed, of course. And this is an interesting question. Ted's asked, would Lauren go into the studio on KMS if asked? Oh God. Um, well, I mean, okay. Look, look, if, if you're asked, you go, correct. Now that being said, cause I'm putting my hands up right now saying, hold on. I would do that knowing it would be probably terrible. Like we all know that Kurt can make anyone interesting and there is truth behind that, but like, I'm just, I don't think what they're looking for. So 
But yes, if you're asked, you go. That's kind of the role. All right. You, you got this story here, Lauren, into the studio. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lauren to That's KMS. No. Now, um, the question here from Nipples, and this is for you as well. That's Gearhead Mike. As Snell drifts further and further into oblivion, thank you, Menace, for killing him, killing him. Mina fans need to know, did he try and contact you, Laura? Uh, no, 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 no contact at all. Um, I'm not really exactly even sure where he's, he's located in Maine. Maine's actually a big state. Um, I think some people forget about the, the top half of Maine. So, uh no, just because we're in the same state, we are. There's, there's no relation here. Um, he, he does seem to have disappeared, though. It's, it's almost odd. It's almost odd, like that he was really just trying to use Kirk, and when it didn't work, he disappeared. Yeah, I mean, what did he think he was going to get out of that? Nothing. I don't know. I think he thought. Oh, no, I think okay. he thought he was going to get a job. I, I think he thought after being because he waved his hands and got asked into studio straight away. I think he thought I'm going to get a job. But he lives. I, okay. All right. I mean, good try, I guess. But to just disappear like that, he came. He came from out of nowhere, made a you know quick impression and now is gone so um that's that's very strange and yeah i had to laugh when he said like i'm gonna do a, a dating show it's like okay you're in the wrong audience for that buddy sorry i don't i like i don't know what to tell you good luck yeah yeah i'm glad he didn't contact you all right now this is from shark <laughs> minahan a big flaw in the case season one was the lack of story arc they went week to week without stepping back and developing a cohesive series. Is Kirk making the same mistake with season two? Now, Shark, good question. Uh, I like the, the high-level podcast discussions. Um, I would say the, the case season two started very well, sounded better than season one, so Cullinane's already improved the sound quality. Um, and obviously there's a risk when you, you're doing a kind of live investigation that this, the story arc doesn't work out the way you want. But I actually think this um, story has the ability to drag the audience along with it in a different way because it's a much more recent case. So at the moment, Shark, I'm going to say no, uh, but let's see. Did you like the first episode, Lauren? Yeah, I did. Um, it was a story that I had not heard of before. I was unfamiliar with. And um, as far as episode one goes, like they did a lot of timeline jumping around. So they, you know, they talked about the last day of her life versus when, you know, when she was a teenager and kind of, you know, moved it around. So I'll be interested to see if that continues or if like episode two, they're going to really go more you know, on a timeline story. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was well-produced for episode one. And, you know, I'm definitely ready to hear more about the case. So, um, ready for episode two. Yeah, and look, the, the scary thing is if the cops come down on Kirk and Carl, Kirk, nothing will happen to Kirk because, you know, he'll be in his mansion and wherever he lives <laughs> safely tucked away. It'll be poor Dave. Cullinane, baby Dave will get chucked in the slammer for a night, probably with, you know, some guys that love a bit of anal raping. And, you know, Cullinane will be the one that will get um, railed 
because of this investigation. So fingers crossed baby Dave doesn't get um, locked up. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's some risk in them digging around in, into this story. So um, you know, we'll see how that goes. And uh, it, it's interesting for sure. It makes it more interesting, uh, to be honest. Mm. All right, next question from BA. Thoughts on Dr. Vodka having Minna Fandom in his top five podcasts? So, um, yeah, Spotify Wrapped has been coming out this week and been thrilled to see so many um, wrapped with Minna Fandom in it. So thank you. Um, you know, Dr. Vodka and I are in a really good place at the moment. Um, and, you know, I'm just glad to have him as a fan. I'm glad to have, you know, thousands of Minifan and Mena fans that listen to this show. And actually, yeah, thank you for those that have shared Spotify rap because, you know, it just, just keeps me going. So thanks, Dr. Vodka, especially for his loyal support. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I've really coming around on that guy uh, recently. So I, I find him kind of, uh, he, he's got a little spunk to him for sure. Um, I don't use Spotify. So unfortunately, I couldn't participate in, uh, you know, my, any kind of top five list. But I'm sure I'm in a fandom would be, would be up there. Yeah, I don't listen to uh, uh, many podcasts on Spotify. Um, sometimes right. I listen to Montante's World on Spotify. And um, that that was in my top five Spotify raps, but I didn't want to share it because I listen to a lot more podcasts on my other rap a lot more often. So right. I would never give more by default. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, next question from Himothy: What inspired Lauren's outfit? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what inspired that question. Um, uh, I said, well, it's probably going to be cold. And I kind of felt like doing something a little bit more modest. So um, and I have trouble finding things that fit. So, yeah, it fits. So I wore it there. Yeah, it fits so well to tight package. Oh. <laughs> um, now, Red has asked, well, Red has asked about, um, and I feel like if any of your family's listening to this recording, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, Red Man has asked about, um, the lose-lose situation Cullinane was in. Good question, Red. We've addressed it, and you'd be surprised, but I, I came down on Cullinane's um, side. All right, next question for you, Lauren, from Kesa1. Did you experience starstruck smiles in the pre presence of El Prez? No, and, you know, I actually, I had... Uh, a picture it was you know Allison Portnoy and myself and it was the standard you know I'm standing there with my half scowling looking face but then I saw this one which was kind of like an outtake picture where we were like obviously parting you know we were we were done and then someone kept taking the picture and I just I said I think my face is so funny I'm going to share this one instead so um I wasn't really starstruck to meet him he's um he has a very for you know like I don't know if it's his posture, but he, he doesn't really stand up tall and proud. You know what I'm saying? For mm. like I don't know. He almost he's turning he, into his dad. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I like a man with some you know like a a body on him. So yeah, I wasn't really uh, that starstruck. I have plenty of body on my plenty of fat on my body now. Um, <laughs> While, um, the while, dad bun. Yeah, dad bun indeed. Um, why? <laughs> um, oh yeah, and he said, "Why smile for prayers, but not podcast Jesus?" But you answered that. You were just um, 
No, and if anything, if anything, I'm not smiling with Kirk because I'm nervous. So Mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable with Dave because he's really not as big of a deal to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kirk is our leader, of course. Um, Next question from Kaysa as well, just a quick one. Could you see Kelly Keegs wrinkles from your seat? Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm a woman in my 40s, so I'm not going to sit here and pick apart any any female's appearances. I actually, I actually think she is a, a, a an attractive woman. I'm not a big fan of bangs as a hairstyle, but I don't think hairstyle is what makes someone attractive. Um, so no, I I thought she looked fine. Yeah, I think Montante once asked me if I'd bang her. Can't remember where I came down on that. I, I know he would. He said he would for sure. Um, which is no surprise. He'd bang just about anything with two legs and a pole. Yeah, I don't know but, if that's um, a compliment anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, next, uh, Top Gun has asked who was that? Who was that drunken a hole? We we went over that Top Gun. Thanks for the question. Uh, this is Shark Shark Minahan has asked: Is your breast left? Is your left breast significantly larger than your right breast? Now, I, I studied some photos after this. They look about the same size for me. Uh, is, am I missing something? <laughs> so, as I saw this, I saw this question. I put it into. I'm in a girls' chat, as you know. I put the question in the girls' chat. I was like, okay, I need, I need eyes here. And you know, we also went through some some photos. So, um, you know, I guess if if we were, to, God. If, if you were to like line things up, there is probably a bit of a dominance on the left side. I would, mm. I would say one would have to really be looking in order to pick that out. So wow. um, uh, I don't even know wow. how I feel about this. Good question. A good eye. I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you yes, like variety. Yes, Jack. Lauren's left breast <laughs> is larger. I'm, oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for not picking this up. I know you 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 sound um, like we've really uncovered things at this point. Oh, I'm just I'd love to uncover those <laughs> things, but anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Okay, last question. Uh, this is from Roscoe. Now, Menas, your show has been pretty terrible lately. We'll go through this one at a time. Now, Roscoe, you're a big fan. I'm not going to go nuclear on you, but I can see right through this silly question. Because I've been criticising Rico for his calls, you think you're going to try and turn this on me. Minna fandom has never been better. Sure, it's been annoying for me organising different guests, but, Lauren, you listen every week. The show has never been better. Yeah, and you know, I, uh, when I saw that question, I the the first thing that came into my head is, well, you you know, you're between co-hosts, so sometimes when you have someone who you might not talk to all the time, it might not have as good of a flow, or you know, the topics of the week, you know, there's a lot of variance involved. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It's it's hard to say. Like the show, just in general, has been better or worse. I think it it kind of maintains the same pace. So you should, people should know what they're going to get when they turn this show on. Exactly. And, and I know Roscoe's loyal to Rico and he was upset, but I actually did Rico. I did KMS. I did Kirk a favor because now Rico calls in once or twice. They're good calls and they don't um, slow down the show. So, you know, if I have to take one for the team and maybe say an unpopular opinion, I'll do that. I'm not scared, Roscoe. Oh, wow. Listen, this. Yeah. And, you know, I like the Rico calls. I just sometimes they're 
bump too loud would be my only Chris. I don't even care if he calls 10 times. It's just very loud. Yes. And, and I just found he was, you know, calling like 10 times a show. One or two of them were funny. The rest weren't. Kirk was pretending to laugh. And, and now I think, you know, Rico's found his space. Um, so yeah, yeah. He's got a sweet spot here. I think he knows it. So um, and, and then, you know, Roscoe's asked me, do you feel you can't produce a decent show if Kirk isn't hand feeding you excellent content? Now, Roscoe, as I said, I know your agenda here, but I'll just say this, um, uh, you know, this is a, this is a re, you know, reaction show. So, um, you know, uh, it is reacting to the main show. My criticisms were the fact that the Thursday show um, or the third show a week on the main show has really slipped. Um, you know, the two mic shows every week are fantastic. I stand by that. I, I, you know, the two mic shows are always exceptional. And, Lauren, you have to agree, the two mic shows a week are always just amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm sure part of that is just our comfort level with Mike. And I, I think he's he's been really, really good uh, recently. So, and maybe, you know, the when we get a, what you might call a subpar guest can make him just look even better. So maybe there's a little bit of that too. But I just, I don't think like... KMS show could be it could be the best show they ever do it could be maybe your least favorite I don't see how that affects your show your show is still going to be what it is so I I think it's a moot point to be honest well and as well I mean I'm not criticizing Kirk I wasn't criticizing Kirk because of you know I need him for this show um but yeah it's hard yes so it's a reaction show my criticism was Kirk we're not about this show Roscoe I get what you're saying, but, um, you know, it was just wrong. And, you know, you got to stay loyal to Rico. Rico still blocked me, which I think is such a sensitive fucking baby move. I mean, Minifans are shitting on Minifans all the time. If Rico can't take that, is he really cut out for this world? Because, you know, Dave Portnoy keeps saying this, that wait until Rico turns. So everything's all dandy at the moment. But if Rico does something or is you know, does something disloyal and Kirk piles on him or the Minna fans pile onto him, then, you know, this could go, you know, the wrong way very quickly. And all of a sudden Rico's blocked every Minna fan. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see why Rico would turn because Rico's getting something out of this. Whereas what is Kirk getting from him other than the phone calls? That's like true. he and- gets to, he gets to absorb Kirk's fan base. But I mean, he, well, he also- would lose. He would lose so much more if he decided, you know, this partnership wasn't worth it. And there's also, you know, everyone has an agenda, Lauren. Whether it's Snell, oh, whether course. it's Cullinane, um, and you know, Rico's agenda is Dan Katz is, you know moving to Chicago, Dave is going to be spending most of his time in Miami and then Rico is going to have no one to do content with. So I think, you know, as, as, as genuine I, as I believe Rico is, I still believe his agenda is finding a landing spot for himself when Dan and Dave leave. Yeah. And if, if he's smart, he won't burn that bridge. And, you know, the, the blocking, I, I've, I've heard he's like a pretty notorious blocker. So... I don't know what that's about. I don't really understand why people ever do that. I've only ever blocked one person, and that's Jay's Mayhem. So my only block, <laughs> sticking to that one. You're not alone in that, I think. 
not allowed. (laughs) Well, that was all the listener questions. So thank you, everybody, for sending them in. Lauren, I think we've smashed past half an hour. I don't have a clock, but we've recorded a a fantastic episode of Minna Fandom. Any parting words for the audience? No, just Kirk always puts on a good show. And, you know, when these live shows come up, you know, I would say try to make it to them because it is, it's just, it is a great time. I've never, you know, regretted going and it's, it's always fun. So next time I will be mindful of what I tweet afterwards because, you know, you want to, you want to make the man happy. Definitely. Montante asked me um, when he was on last week for our impromptu Thanksgiving show, what I was thankful for. And I don't think I said how thankful I was for meeting the Minna fans this year and, of course, meeting you. Um, so I just want to put that in there, you know, thank you um, to all the Minna fans. What, did you have a nice Thanksgiving, Lauren? I did. It, it's very low-key up here for me. So um, I, you know, I ate, ate a lot of pie. I'm a big dessert person, so, like, I could really care less about an actual meal and I go straight for the dessert. So I definitely... Well, I made a pecan pie and my mom oh, made God. apple. So, wow. yeah, yeah, it was very, um, a lot of indulging that day. So I, I enjoyed and no, watched well, football. So no. it makes me pretty happy. Hopefully one day we'll get to eat that pie together, Lauren. Um, thanks, everybody, know. for listening to Minna Fandom. Lauren, thank you for joining <laughs> me. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, stay Likewise. beautiful and hopefully we'll catch up soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.